1944, my grandfather crossed the Atlantic to join the European campaign of World War II. He rarely spoke of the war in any detail, but upon the passing of both my grandfather and grandmother, his belongings were left to me. The following podcast consists of readings from two primary sources. The first is a battle journal of the 489th Armored Field Artillery Battalion in the 7th Armored Division of the United States Army. The second source is the letters my grandfather, Jack Ginther, sent to my grandmother, Betty Jane Ginther. Some of the sentiments expressed will seem out of date. I have done my best to transcribe the letters, but that in and of itself is a challenge. Also, I cannot stand behind my pronunciation of certain villages and cities cited in the documents. I wish my grandparents were still here so that I could have a dialogue about the contents contained within this material, but this one-way conversation will have to do. From the Battle Journal of the 489th Armored Field Artillery Battalion, 7th Armored Division, United States Army. By 0100 of August 19th, the battalion was in position and ready to fire unobserved fires, prepared by survey and high-burst methods. At 0600, the forward officers were sent forward and battery operations were established. They took up a position on a 4-kilometer front extending from Notel to Bartantrev, in support of three forces of Command Control A, consisting of one tank and one infantry company. By midnight, 1,100 rounds were fired in the form of neutralization fire on enemy mortars, infantry, truck columns, and probable operations. Detailed plans for harassing and interdiction fire that night were drawn up. The 20th passed without notable incident, in a stationary position. During the period 0100 to 0600, approximately 300 rounds were fired in the form of harassing and interdiction fires, and an additional 230 rounds were fired in daytime on assembly areas. The liaison planes flew three observation missions and three fire missions, one of which on enemy infantry was particularly effective. During the early morning hours of the 21st, 260 rounds of harassing fire were sent off, and then at 0600, having been properly relieved by another division of its duties in the vicinity of Dreux, the battalion, under command control A, struck out in combat formation towards Arpajon, 45 miles distant. At 2000 that evening, the command control was halted by machine gun supported roadblocks and enemy mortars in Arpajon, and the batteries closed in firing position at La Savlerier. B battery registered, and 235 rounds of harassing fires were fired throughout the night. By 0900 the next morning, the advance elements of the infantry had passed through Arpajon, and the battalion moved east again in the command control column ordered of march. Advance Guard Infantry, Command Control, A, Headquarters, Field, Artillery, Tanks, Trains. The day was distinguished by two short but severe clashes with enemy rear guards. The first at Balancourt, the Edgewood Arsenal of France, where the column was delayed by reinforced roadblocks, did not call for artillery action. At the second in the village of Chevin, where the column was delayed by cleverly emplaced 88s in the tree line in front of the aqueduct wall to the west of the town, retreating tiger tanks and machine gun nests 
the battalion occupied a hasty position, firing 250 rounds. The air bursts of the artillery routed the defenders, and they abandoned their gun positions in short order. An unusual incident was the capturing of 12 snipers, a platoon of anti-tank guns, mini bicycles, weapons and documents in a cache located in the battalion area. The battalion was again ordered forward, the plan being to proceed to the gates of Melon on the banks of the Seine before going into Ligur for the night. However, the column, having reached Pontieri on the river and having turned south along the river road, was brought to an abrupt halt by a shelling from the opposite bank and enemy interdiction fire on all crossroads. Again, a position was hastily occupied and 203 rounds of ammo poured on anti-tank gun targets. At 2200, the battalion was again in column on the road, and at 0100 of August 23rd, were ordered to occupy a rallying area just outside Pontieri. All vehicles were closed by 0300. That morning, orders came to support a river crossing of the Seine. In the vicinity of Pontieri, by CCA and the battalion went into position on the grounds of a chateau at Jeanville. Registration began and the battalion received orders for an attack at 1500. Our positions were surveyed in and data was prepared on a map. 1 colon 50,000 for a 15 minute preparation and smoke screen. Operations were established and a request was made to division artillery for supporting fire by the medium battalions under their control. At 1600 the attack was launched after a one hour delay. The battery reserve officers prepared to cross the river with the infantry in their assault boats. 731 rounds were fired once the attack was underway, including the preparation. Enemy action against our position started just as the attack moved off, and mortar shells dropping on the A battery position resulted in three casualties, one slight and two that required evacuation, plus the damaging of one M7 and one half-track. B battery received counter battery on her position some two hours later and was forced to move to an alternate area. A forward operation was hit by an artillery shell and Lieutenant Cagle and Private Tucker of Headquarters and Headquarter Battery were evacuated as casualties. At 0800 of the 24th, the battalion was alerted for a move across the river. At 1000, the battalion liaison officer at Command Control A reported that the enemy front lines had been pushed back some 5,000 yards from the bridgehead. At 1600, all elements of the command control, with the exception of the artillery, the engineers, and the trains had crossed. The battalion continued firing in support of the forward infantry elements of Command Control A and also received the additional mission to reinforce Command Control B now moving through Command Control A in the general direction of Melon. Battery reserve officers were with the infantry. Battalion forward officers were with the tanks. Liaison planes continued observation and liaison with supporting corps artillery was maintained. 235 rounds altogether were fired. At 2130, the long-awaited order to cross the Seine arrived, and after crossing at Tilly, the battalion went into Leaguer for the night at 0200 of the 25th. Letter from my grandfather, August 24th, 1944, France. 
My darling, I tried for quite a few days to write you, but there has been more things happening and more work to do that it has been impossible. I even thought maybe I would get some postcards and send you one of them each day. I wasn't able to send you a letter. How would that be? I sure wish I could do something to let you know that I was all right. Well, enough of that. I'm still not allowed to say much, so we'll not mention anything about the war. Last night I put up my shelter half a few yards from my vehicle and thought I would be safe from any rain that might come. Well, just before it started to rain, the wind came. Blowing came to my tent, and then the rain. Well, to end it up, my tent lays in the ground and the bedroll is completely soaked this morning. End ends up, I sleep in the vehicle sitting up all night, so I'm not a bit rested this morning. Larson rides in the same vehicle with me, and his stuff is just as wet as mine. Received letters yesterday of July 29th, August 11th, 3rd, 1st, and July 21st and 27th. Really an assortment, if you are writing every day like you say. Betty, you will never realize how a person feels here. Your mind is on home like it always is. You're thinking of the things you would like to do, yet you don't have any idea of time. One day is just like any other day. Last Sunday went by and I did not realize it was Sunday, even though the chaplain did his services. I thought they decided it was time for that again. I sure be glad when this is over so I can sneak home to you again. For sure you will never get away from me again. And we sure are going to start our family. Betty, I honestly miss you terribly. Be good and don't worry. I'll be okay. Everyone is picking a date for the war to end. Well, as long as the invasion started on John Doyle's birthday, the war should be over on Mom's. Be sure you remember her for us. The best I'll be able to do is send a letter. I am waiting for your package. I sure do wonder, however, if I will ever get it. It seems to take a package a very long time to get here. Betty, I don't save any letters over here. I burn them. I burn them up. From a military standpoint, that is much better to do. I hope you understand. Another thing, it is awful hard to answer your letters. I receive them in every possible order, and sometimes one letter is based upon another, so I don't quite understand it always. Well, honey, that is all for today. I sure wish I could be home with you. I sure will appreciate a clean bed with sheets when I get them. I expect you to sleep with me, too. Be good, darling, and don't run around too much at evenings. It sure seems you are on the go all the time. Betty, I will always be thinking of you. I'm hoping for this war to be over. Oh, my love, Jack.